0: We are starting class number 4, believe it or not. We are already in chapter 2 of Yehoshua, which is um, wonderful, wonderful things. Let's not forget, amazing class tonight prepared for you guys. The beginning of chapter 2 in the prophet Yehoshua tells us an amazing thing. It says that uh, Yehoshua, our great leader, calls Kalev. He was the uh, prince of the tribe of Yehuda, And none other than Pinchas, the great Pinchas that his family became the family of Kohen Gadol. They were chosen as spies. It's funny. History always repeats itself. So Moshe Rabbeinu sent 12 spies, but Joshua sent how many spies? Only two spies to go enter the land of Israel. And today, if you allow me, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the personality of these two spies. Obviously, the first spy, his name is Kalev. He is none other than the brother-in-law of Moshe. Guess who was the husband of Miriam? And ended up living much longer than his wife. Like her. Mm-hmm. It was none other than Kalev. Kalev is a very important personality, also Kabbalistically, as if the Jews had not done the sin of the Meraglim. If he had, if the Jews had been good boys and girls and not said Lashon Hara about the land of Israel, guess who our Mashiach ben David would be? Kalev ben Yefune, And he has a very unique role in that this is the second time he's sent on the mission. The first time the greatest prophet of all time, Moshe Rabbeinu, sent him to spy on behalf of the Jewish people into the land of Israel. The second time, Yehoshua, Joshua, sent him in. So, obviously him and Joshua were very special people in that they both were very... Honest and integrity. You know, we so many of the sins that we do, so many of the reasons why Mashiach hasn't come, and the mistakes we make is because we are influenced by bad friends. But Kalev Ben Yefuneh had integrity. He was a leader rather than a follower. He told, he defended the land of Israel. Don't forget, last. Friday was Yom Yerushalayim. A month ago was the anniversary of our founding of Israel. And therefore we have to realize that, first of all, how old was Kalev when he went to spy in the land of Israel? He was 80 years old or according to some opinions 72 years old. So accordingly, the first time he was sent to spy in the land of Israel, he was 40 or he was 32. And he had the great honor of being able to be a Jewish spy, the original Mus'ad, twice. Now, God calls him my servant, which if you listen to any of my shiurim, that's like the greatest level a person could get into, is to God to say that, you are his faithful servant. Not only that, the Midrash tells us that Kalev was such an important person, he's as equally as important as the leader of the Jews that we're learning about right now, which his name is Yehoshua. Which makes sense, because I told you this a few times, Kabbalistically, if the Jews had not sinned, the sin of the Meraglim, then who would have been Mashiach ben Yosef? None other than Yehoshua, because he was a Gilgul, he was a reincarnation of Yosef himself. And who would have been Mashiach ben David? Mashiach ben David would have been Kalev, believe it or not. And guess what? The day of Tish B'Av would have been the day that we would have made Kalev ben Yefuneh our Mashiach, and it would have been a holiday, and the day of the 17th of Tammuz would have been also a holy day. It would have been the coronation, the day that we made Yahushua ben Nun our king. So, we have to know that Pinchas and Kalev were sent to spy on the land of Israel. They were the true, two greatest saddikim of that generation, the Midrash tells us. And another amazing, amazing thing Just to get you more familiarized with who Kalev ben Yefune was, he, you know, unfortunately many of the tribe of Ruvein had joined the tribe of Korach. They had joined the gang of Korach. Korach lost, Korach and his gang lost their portion in the land of Israel. But guess who got it instead of them? Kalev ben Yefuneh and Yehoshua, right, When whatever is somebody else's loss, somebody else has to gain. So basically it's a very fascinating thing to know, the Gemara and Baba Batra says this, that all of the land that was going to go to the people that were part of this terrible group of Korach, went instead to Kalev, and it went to, None other than Joshua. Very important. The most second holiest city in the world and its surrounding villages belong to Kalev ben Yefune. Hebron, the city where Avram, Yitzhak, Adam, and Eve, Adam, and Chavar buried. Since God loved Kalev ben Yefune and he was such a faithful servant. Now, Kalev ben Yefune did make a minor mistake in his life, which was not a sin. He happened to be as strong as when he was 80 years old, as when he was 40 years old. When Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, Ra'ya sent him as a spy, to spy in the land of Israel, he was 40 years old. And again, when he was 80, he was, had this great luxury of being as powerful, as strong, as, and vigorous, when he was 80, as when he was 40. So, when we read in Navi in chapter 2, that Yehoshua is going to spy on the land of Israel, he was 80, but had the energy and vitality of a man that was how old? 40. Now, we have to understand, Pinchas is the same Pinchas that killed Zimri ben Salu. God gave Pinchas the most awesome blessing ever, which is Bereti Shalom, the covenant of peace. Also, what happened is, Pinchas later becomes Gilgul, and he becomes Eliyahu Hanavi. Right? At every Brit Milah, we have the angel, that is, watches over the little baby boy, and blesses the little baby boy. His name is what? Pinchas, which... According to some opinions, became a reincarnation. According to some opinions, it was he Pinchas, since God blessed them with this awesome blessing, lived many hundreds of years till even the time of Eliyahu Hanavi. Now, the question could be asked is if I make a mistake once, why is Yahushua sending spies again? The worst day in Jewish history, which is Tish Abev, came about because Moshe Rabbeinu had sent spies to the land of Israel, and they came gave a back bad report. Which in Farsi we say Shab Noi. It became the night of Megilat Echa. World War Two, Kristallnacht, started on that night. Spanish Inquisition, World War One, started on that night. It's the worst thing in Jewish history. So why would Joshua, Yehoshua, send Um, spies again to the land of Israel, if the first one was such a dismal failure and became the worst day of history. The answer is, this was a secret mission. The second time that Yehoshua is sending spies to the land of Israel, it's a secret mission, ladies and gentlemen. It's like the Mossad, it's like the CIA. There was no public knowledge that Pinchas and Yehoshua are entering, passing, The Jordan River, which I mentioned to you, was not like now in Israel, that it's a minor river. It was a large river like the size of the Mississippi. And there was no public knowledge of them going and entering the land. Now, why did Joshua ultimately see it necessary, Yehoshua see it necessarily to send spies? The answer is very simple. The Jews had been living like the love of lu- the life of luxury. The Midrash says, it's like a baby which is in the womb of his mother. We were in the womb of God in the Sinai Desert for 40 years. And by the way, don't forget, Thursday night is a great mitzvah to try to stay up the whole night. Is the night of Shavuot. You get blessed with 70 blessings. And it's still up in the air whether we're going to have synagogue or not. But be that as it may, our personal t- con- connection to God does not depend on the synagogue, and Yehoshua knew that the Jews were a little bit anxious about entering the real world, because for forty years they didn't have to work for food. So Yehoshua wa- sent it sent the two spies to gauge. The mood of the the inhabitants of the land of Israel, the Knaanim, he wanted to see: Are they anxious? Are they afraid of the Jewish army entering? Or are they going to put up a? Are they going to put up a hard fight? If Kalev came back with Pinchas and said, "Hey, they are depressed. They are afraid of us." then Yehoshua could tell all his soldiers, hey, it's true for 40 years, it's like you were living in the womb of your mother. You know, because we were, like the Midrash says, we were in the womb of God. We had the seven clouds surrounding us. You know, that's the whole holiday of Sukkot. Our existence in the Sinai Desert was, was that of a angelic one. It wasn't... Nobody in the world has ever had God supply them with water, food. The seven clouds were like laundry. So, Yehoshua knew it was a big change. But it would be of great benefit to know that you have the upper hand and your enemy is scared of you. Because half the battle in every, any war is a psychological battle. If you feel like a winner, if you feel positive about it in life, and guys, this is a very important lesson in life. Change the way you look at things, and the things that you look look at will change. Change the way you look at your life, and your life will change. If you look at your life as a curse, then it's going to be a curse. But if you look at your life as a blessing, it's going to be a blessing. So, Yeshua wanted to give a morale boost to his soldiers and let them know that the enemy is terrified of you and therefore God is with us, you have nothing to fear. Now, the uh, reason also, there was another reason, there's a second reason that Yahushua chose to send spies into the land of Israel and that is, is that many of the Jews, as you always know, in any congregation, Sibur. In Hebrew we say congregation means Sibur. There's going to be Sadiqim, the righteous, is the Roshet Hevot, the acronym of Sadiqim, Benunim, middle people, and reshaim? There were many Jews, which may have been the Erev rab or God knows who, that were very negative. They said, you know thou that Moses died, we don't have the mana anymore. We don't have the seven clouds to protect us. They were giving bad vibes to the Jews. So, since these you had a gang of people that were morale busters, Yeshua wanted to deflate their theory that God was not with the Jews anymore, so he sent these two spies to prove to those people, hey, what you're saying is absolutely patently false. God is still with us, and the greatest proof to that is, that all the Canaanim are terrified, that we're about to enter the land of Israel, and take over their country. Now, another major difference with these spies and the spies that were located during the time of Moshe, is that these spies had a very narrow mission. The mission was only to see if the Canani army is scared of the Jews or not. Not if the land is good or not. Because Caleb himself had said what? Tovah Haaretz Me'od Me'od The land of Israel is very, very good. So, right, we don't want to rehash the nightmare of Tisha B'Av and the tragedy of the spies. Their goal is very limited and narrow, Yehoshua told Kalev and Pinchas. You're not there to see if the land is good or not. We know that it's already good. We don't want to know where we should cross Because Yahushua already had his battle strategy planned out. He knew that the Jews, the first Jewish city and fortress that the Jews had to destroy was Yericho, because there were 31 nations, city states in the land of Israel before the Jews took it over. The most powerful one. The most powerful nation in the na- land of Canaan, the Holy Land, was the city-state of Jericho, Because they had a very thick walls. And we're going to learn later, God willing, next week or the week after, that Joshua s- surrounds. This is one of the greatest miracles that happens in the time of Joshua, that with the shofar, the Kohanim, take the holy ark that we received on Shavuot, which is going to be our wedding anniversary with God, this Thursday night and Friday, they took the Kwanim, Blue Shofar, and the thick walls of Yericho fell down. So, Yehoshua very knew, already was very clearly away, uh, aware that the Jews are going to attack and take over the most powerful capital, so to speak, of the nation of Canaan, which was Yericho. The only thing they had to figure out was whether the Canaan army was courageous and they wanted to put up a strong fight, or whether the Canaanim were depressed and scared of the Jews. So, The next thing I want to let you guys know is a fascinating one. And that is that when Yehoshua called over Kalev and Pinchas, what did they say? Right away they said, even though they were putting their lives in danger. And Baruch Hashem, we are so proud of our Israeli Musad and the IDF soldiers, because they are prodigies and followers Of Kalev and Pinchas. Just like Kalev and Pinchas said, We are willing to serve the nation of Israel and put our life in danger because a spy could always be tortured and killed. They said, We are Yahushua, you're the leader, you're the successor of Moshe. We will do anything for the nation of Israel. We will go on this mission. Even though Yahushua knew and they knew that they could have been caught and tortured. And their life was at risk. So Baruch Hashem, um, they were ready for the mission. Now Yahushua gave them some wonderful advice as to how to go ahead and spy and not get caught and die. He said that he wants them to disguise themselves as what? Peddlers. Either as carpenters Or as peddlers that you have to know in the ancient days there was no Target or Walmart or Kmart. In the ancient days there were door-to-door salesmen that would sell different items. Like perfume, we see that in the Gemara Kedushin. Yehoshua told Kaleb and Pinchas, you guys that are the Israeli Mossad, your cover that you shouldn't be discovered as spies, is that, first of all, pretend that you are peddlers of pots and pans. So that was their disguise. The second amount of advice that Yahushua gave the pra- these two spies, Pinchas ben Aharon, Ben Elazar ben Aaron a Kohen. By the way, don't forget, Pinchas is the same pin, famous Pinchas of the Torah, which is a grandson of Aaron, and a son of Elazar, which was the c- current Kohen Gadol. He said, make believe that you guys are death. Why? Because if you are taken to be a death person then people are not going to be reluctant to say their secrets. When you go to the bars and the hotels and the motels, when you go to the gathering of the Canaanim, they're not going to interrogate you. First of all, because you're a bunch of peddlers, and you make believe that you're from the native nation of Canaan. Secondly, because you're deaf. Now, if somebody's deaf, then nobody's scared of saying secrets in front of them. So that was Yehoshua's advice to them, from them to be get the most amount of information about what was the morale of the um, nation of Canaan. So I apologize, but um, the class is going to have to end today. And we wish everybody a wonderful holiday of Shavuot. And all the best. Stay safe and stay healthy, be well. Amen.